0: Yes. Okay. So I see that um, a lot of people tonight with us. Hello, Jack. Uh, looking forward to seeing you, Miriam. Of course, I remember sitting by you last year. Ray, Glenn, and Michelle. Jim and Laurie. Wel- welcome back to our class. Uh, you will find that what we are talking tonight will be very appropriate for Rosh Hashanah. We still have like five minutes to the official class. Uh, any question for me? Uh, last last time I gave you perhaps too much information in one session. Usually I don't do it i uh, i i think uh if you have any question uh, last from last qua last class before we start none here okay good so it looks everything was clear um Okay, we still have like a few minutes. You can open up your, your Bibles, your Torah books, or if you need to quote a verse or something, or jump from verse to verse, you can follow me it's always a good idea to open your Bibles when in our class well you're able to find your... yes actually I put it, I put it back it was just an error in the internet and I called the company and they put it back in place so if you if you wish to see it, it's there, Any anyhow I copy some of it to this class and I put it actually, I rewrote last class, and I put, uh, uh, you can, uh, last class was uh, class 11, uh, 10. Today is class 10. <coughs> so you can see, uh, you can see the extract of uh, last class uh, already in the internet. It's uh, the Torah class. Remember, there are two in the internet, uh, on there are, on my site, there are two two, two, uh, two Parallel path. One is a Noahide, Noah speaking uh, the word of Noah. That's like a personal story. It's usually it's a little, uh, it's a different level. than what we are doing now. The Torah classes. I don't hesitate to go deep into sources and quote to you sources and so on, which I don't do on the on the Noahide on a on the personal page which is more like more like lay people uh... lower level a little bit but uh... uh I, so i put for you uh, i try to put every class every class on, on that we speak about we try to put it on the internet so for instance what you're seeing now is today class i put it as a headline you will see in a minute it's like a headline and during uh, the next few days I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna uh, elaborate on that and make it like more readable now it's like a, you can think about it as a, as a slide a slide presentation anyhow time to start and uh, again the Rosh Hashanah is around the corner And uh, that's what uh, you will find that every word I say now, is uh, related to Rosh Hashanah, literally. So, what you're seeing here is the verses that we are talking about. This is uh, the last transition between chapter 1 and chapter 2, as we've already seen. That uh, chapter 1 is full of Elokim 32 times. The name of Elokim appears one after the other. 32 times is a, a Lev heart, which, uh, which says that Elokim feels nature. In, in Chabad, they call it, that's what they call it. Elokim is called, the nickname of Elohim is the, the power or the, the Godhead or the, 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 the feels nature. Memalekola or Lamot. It, it feels the nature. And then uh, on the transition between the sixth and the Sabbath, Yom Day six is the A, YH relate to, the acronym relate, the first two letter relate to the sixth day, and the second two letter acronym majestically Relate to the Sabbath and, and the YHVH, which is in Hebrew Yud Hey Vav hei acts like a connection or bridge, or it ties together the Friday to the Saturday, and I don't think human being could could devise even such a thing. It's a, it's be it's a, it's really heavenly wisdom here, and it's open only to only if you know Hebrew you can see it and then uh, it, it starts the sabbath this the teller to it, the story about the sabbath Elohim rested and blessed the sabbath and then this is a verse that we were talking about the creation of Adam last week in uh, the chapter two it describe how the the, the, the first time you see the the, the the cherubs or the two attributes flying together side by side at first they recreated the world going backward from the 6th day to the 5th day because it says they were recreated this is the history of the heaven and earth when they were recreated on the day that Hashem Elohim made earth and heavens the opposite direction in the first chapter so they flew back from earth to heaven as a, so consolidating it so that's how they consolidated the, the earth and the heavens, so they won't falter, which means that the original threat was, that if Elohim stayed alone, without, without a merciful one coming into the world, uh, then uh, it would be Kala. Kala means uh, annihilation. We, we, we talk about it. But once, once the merciful one came to the world, and in agreement, they flew together over the earth, so they consolidated, and that's Kala, the other meaning of Kala, which is a bride, which is a Sabbath. So the advent of, uh, only with the advent of the acronym, Yudhay Wafke, you can move from the sixth day to the Sabbath. Without Yudhay you cannot move. And with her mercy, she came down to our world like a cherub, the YH, the first YH, represent the the the, the 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 female if you want, uh, from the, the, the or the wing of one of the cherubs meeting the other cherubs. Or as we sing in, in Sabbath evening we sing, Go my groom towards the towards your bride. So here the bride can be represented as a as the merciful one or the Sabbath which is the same. Um, and we talk about this is just to kind of put you into the mood. And then we talked about it last week how uh, he made Adam in singular verbs, so in, in oneness, uh, he made he, YHVH Elohim, this cherub together, the two cherubs together, they're referred like he. Here in this uh, line number, uh, I'll put it on the, on the top here. And he blew the, uh, his spirit in his nostril. We we talk about Nishama, nefesh, and the chaya. You can see it back uh, in in our class last week, how each represent, each stands, another portion of our body. I don't want to repeat it now because I want to really spend time on another issue. But uh, this they form. Form means they didn't they didn't create it. They, they form it, which means they design Adam. And. Uh, the rest of the chapter all always the cherubs fl- fly together. They always appear together like in no other place in the Torah. You will never find apart from those stories of Eden, you will never find uh, Hashem Shem uh, flying together like side by side. And I read it for you and he planted garden in Eden. That's you know, that's the story there, and he commanded Abraham say Adam Saying of every tree of the garden you eat, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. But the name, you see that the transition between uh, Elohim alone. Oh, wow. I, I came out. I'm sorry I lost you. I probably pressed on something wrong. Um, class 11. Yeah, here we are. Okay. Do you hear me? Does everyone, yeah, do you hear me? Okay, good, I, I, I got you back. Alright, so this is where we are, and um, uh, he created Adam. Now, we can, we can nobody was, when they form Adam, nobody, nobody was there to listen to what they say, how they consulted each other, these two cherubs, but you can imagine what each one contributed to Adam. And this is like uh, the consultation that I missed last week. <coughs> so you can imagine this. Uh, this is based on, on, on everything we know from, from, from Kabbalah, from the teaching of Hasidut. And what each, each, con, each attribute said. That's how I read it for you. So Elokim said, here, here the two cherubs are for me. Or planning Adam, so Elohim could have said, would have said, "I will make Adam from the dust of My Word." The actually, the dust of My Word. The, the, the emphasis on My Word because the dust we are made from His Word, and Hashem would say, "And I will dwell in His heart." That's a shekhinah. That's the you day the first part that comes into the world it has no basis, it, she cannot dwell anywhere apart from her heart so now the groom or the groom says I will make Adam fit to live in the, in the world and rule over it you know he, he is concerned about ruling he is a masculine so to speak that's what he bless. as soon as he make Adam and Eve they bless, he bless them, rule over the world but Hashem says I'll make Adam ready for the Sabbath, to enter my world. Elohim would say, I, would, I will give Adam the wisdom and science by which I made my world. This is very important. We'll talk about it. They are planning Adam, so each one is going to contribute a feature in Adam. Elohim would say, I will, I will give him the wisdom and science by which I made my word, this is based on the Ramban uh, that, uh, on the consultation later on we'll see how he, he, he made us uh, by inserting the wisdom in the science by which he made our word. this is contribution of Elohim but Hashem says I will give him the gift of mercy from the Sabbath you, you don't have mercy here but I will give him my gift of mercy Elohim would say I will fit his heart with passion and desire Necessary to thrive in my world. You know, uh, I will bless him with all the passion and desire, I well that's what he did. He said, "Be fruitful and multiply and rule over." He planted in us uh, two passions right there: passion to thrive, to the sex, the sex drive, to multiply, and to rule over the power. This is the uh, classical psychoanalytic drive. That push us forward right there in Genesis number one. Of all, of all, we have a lot of passions, but from all the passion we have, the Torah selected from the blessing, the passion to multiply and uh, uh, to be fruitful and multiply, which is basically the the sex drive, and rule over. So, which is a power struggle. So these two, two, two drive passion. To, to make impression on the world by multi- to conquer it by, by multiplying by sect and by power of our might this is a contribution so to speak from Elohim's side because Hashem would say I will teach him compassion forgiveness I don't care if he rules the world or not all I want is compassion and forgiveness that you don't have it in your world Elohim would say I will bless Adam with the ability to be fruitful and multiply to fill and conquer it and Hashem would say, "I'll teach him to conquer his heart." Oh, that's a big difference between Elohim and Hashem. Elohim wanted to be conquer the world. Hashem wanted us to conquer our heart. Elokim would say, uh, "I will teach him to pursue truth and absolute justice, like I am." You know, that's what Elohim would say. Justice and truth regardless of the consequences. But, but the, the merciful one would say, respond to that, and I will teach him the, the, to compromise for peace. Well, I'm not so sure about that. I would say uh, I, I would change that from peace to compromise here. Uh, that's not a good word. I think I did to change it. I will compassion. Uh, and, and to be merciful, one. Elokim, said, "I will make Adam a great warrior, will chase his enemy away. That fit. That would fit Elokim ways. Uh, but Hashem would say, and I will teach him to chase away misery, suffering, and death from our world, to help to cure the sick, to help the poor, to eradicate evil and and overcome." Cruelty. The, the thing that Hashem hates the most, the merciful one hates the most, is cruelty, which is the opposite of mercy. So she doesn't care if you, if you really, from her side, if you really uh, take the lulav on, on the holiday and, or eat kosher or not. Uh, she will care if you are cruel or not, if you try to treat the poor how you do things that beyond the law. The law doesn't even speak about it. And Elohim would say, I will teach him to be re- to respect, fear, and obey my law. And, Elo- and Hashem would say, I will be happy if Adam loves me the way I love him. That's a big contrast between... Uh, she does... She she judge. She assesses us and she either hates us or loves us. But uh, he uh the, the 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 absolute the judge will just simply find us righteous or wicked as the Rambam says and Elohim said i will teach him to win his uh, is a uh, difficult judgment to please you Hashem. here here is the first time they you see how they actually converse with each other so I will teach him to please you i will, I will allow him to to please you and, uh, and Hashem says, I will be happy to, uh, to fill his heart, and from his heart I will spread to the rest of the world. All right, so let's kind of give us an idea how they contribute, each, 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 attribute, each attribute of Hashem, of the Infinite Creator, each attribute when they converse each other, each brought with it uh, his own feature and his own values. And Adam will have to comply with both that's a difficult actually that's tough actually this consultation made it tougher on him rather than dealing with one with one attribute now he has to deal with two attributes now I say here and we also mentioned last time that uh, when Adam stood actually stood on Mount Moriah I don't know if you're from if you're uh, familiar with, with this notion that Adam actually was made first on Mount Moriah in Jerusalem. This is the same place that uh, Adam was made, and the Kine and evil Cain and Abel later will, will bring the uh, the first murder will be there. This is a place where Noah will build his altar, and this is a place where Abraham Abraham will bring Isaac there and then King King Solomon will build his holy temple there so, but uh, conceptually uh, uh, this is a place where Adam and Eve actually stood the first time and, excuse me, and when uh, he stood on the first time there he gave name we mentioned that he gave man names to everything he saw and every name, that, the verse said every name that he gave was the right name uh, the right name because this, is a, this was the original the name that the creator actually intended to so smart was Adam so every name he gave was the right name to the judge when Elohim asked him what name would you give me he said to the judge he called Elohim because he says, you are my judge and we talked about it how to when the merciful one called him from his heart he said I'm going to call, call you, uh, uh, you 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 are, you will be you are here and you were Aya you every were. year so he, you uh, you were here uh, you are here and you will be. And that's the that's make in Hebrew very readily the, the acronym YHUDheva in short. And uh, that's what that's what his selection. And then when they both of them ask him in their oneness, the two cherubs ask him, Wise men, what name would you give me? In oneness. So Adam says said I will call you my king this was a surprise he didn't call them my father and mother or Abba and Emma as Kabbalah referred to them especially here in chapter 2 so he didn't refer to them as a mother and father but he called them as my king moreover as the Midrash says he turned around and told every creature around him that he gave name and he told them, come exalt Hashem Ha'alokim, exalt means uh, throne him and bow at his footstool, this is a psalm song uh, 99 that we sing and we chant on Friday evening before the Sabbath comes so the the whole ceremony of the Sabbath, the welcoming of the Sabbath is predicated on that story well, we called Hashem Elohim, we called him uh, our king. You'll see in a minute, it's a little more than that. So, he turned around and he called uh, to all the creatures around him, he's a leader. He's really the king, as Hashem as Elohim intended to. And he tells everybody, bow to his footstool, and let's uh, exalt before our king. So, conceptually, Hashem Elohim now him, why do you call me king? Why don't you call me your father and mother? And Adam said, because, now listen to that, because the two of you consult each other. What a striking... A striking notion here that only the, the only Jewish tradition can say that there is no other language on earth, no other tradition will say that. If you say my king or say I'll bow to you, uh, you are my ruler, you 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 held jewelry on your head, you you he says you are or I listen to you. He said uh, I call you my king because you my father and mother, you consulted with is with Jesus each other before you made me, and you, and you continue to consult each other, and to consult. How do I know that? That's a very strong in Chabad, for instance. Chabad, all the Chabad teaching before Rosh Hashanah are predicated on that, that the consult Nimlach In Hebrew he uh, said he, he consulted I, a, he, he thought the advice of somebody else in limlach well Nimlach is a, exactly the same word as in a throne. so who is a king the one who consult now let's let's dwell a little bit of that what or that, what, what, what he says here what Abraham, what adam said uh, about the why did he call him a king? Now that's a very important notion that I'm gonna talk to you now, and please kind of follow me. Adam was saying that in the past, before, before his making, before his birth, each attribute ruled alone in its own sphere. They never talked or consulted each other before. So Each attribute can consult, they don't have to speak with each other. Elohim can dwell alone, and and the Hashem dwell alone. Like, for instance, we saw right here, how Elohim, uh, for example, dwell only uh, in nature. First, he filled the nature, because his name uh, filled the nature 32 times. There's 11 Hall in chapter 1. And we also saw, that's why it's called the, the power that filled the world. And then we also saw that the Hashem reign over the Sabbath, which is in the future. And it's actually the day that surrounds our world. In, in Kabbalah, there, or in Chabad, even, in the Rabbi Lubavitch spoke about, he called Hashem One, he called Him Sovev call HaOlamot they want to surround all the world. So they don't necessarily converse with each other. Uh, <coughs> the, the Hashem is in the future, in the world around us, in the Heavy. The Yudhev k is a, is a very high, whereas Elohim is depicted as a closer to us, you feel nature. They don't necessarily speak to each other. Yet they are one. So the idea is, you see, the idea of oneness is different. is different from kingship. The attribute can 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 dwell each one alone and not even talk to each other, yet they are one because they are the they are they are the same. They are uh, the faces of the one Creator. So basically, in that sense, they are, they are one deep, deeply. Deeply, they are in the infinite. They are one, but. Uh, When when they consult each other, there are many. I I wrote here there are many faces, actually infinite faces, an attribute of the infinite Creator. But when each attribute rules alone, it does it with very strong power, with no concession to anyone. So when each attribute dwells alone. It manifests itself with full power, with no concession, no, no dialogue to any other power. In fact this is called chaos in Kabbalah. Chaos is the, 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 the primordial state where the, each attribute rules alone, rules alone. But when they consult each other, they they concess, they make a concession to each other and they create a new a new a new uh, leadership of the world, a new heavenly court, which is called kinship. Adam called it kinship because they converse with each other. But converse, con, to converse, it means that each, each, each attribute has to give up its power in order to to meet the other one. So I said here, when Elohim ruled alone during the sixth day. Uh, 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 the world. So he ruled awesomely uh, alone, and, and it was very strong, very powerful rule, harsh way, and absolute justice were seen everywhere. You, 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 you eat and you are being eaten right away. There is no mercy in nature. You see the absolute justice in uh, in the open. In the same way when you look at the at merciful one, when she, ride, she rules around the Sabbath, she also rules there in the open, without any concession because when she rules the Sabbath uh, then there is no sin and no retribution, there is only compassion and forgiveness under her there is no death, no sickness only happiness so each one of the attributes when when we have an opportunity so to speak to, to rule by itself and they have no connection to each other so they, they rule very strongly but when they consult each other you can I say here each attribute gives up its zeal neither neither one of them prevails Neither the absolute justice nor the absolute mer- mercy would prevail now anymore. That's what Adam saw. So that's why they call him. When you got together, it means that now you relinquish your each one of you relinquish your power to to be with me. In fact, think about the implication to the to the to to the to the idea of family. How how. Our, in order to get together to create a family the torah says here actually uh, that uh, each side should give up his, his individuality yeah when I'm alone I'm very powerful I can uh, I can uh, I can dedicate myself to my my business my my, my my career I can climb up but I'm alone and I can be very harsh and but there is I'm alone and I can destroy I can destroy finally my kingdom I will never be very good, but in order to be very good, in order to, to create something more more meaningful that can thrive to the to the to the future, uh, each power, each mother, father, each one of them has to give up give up their power and and and, and confess to the other side. Otherwise, there is no family, and that's to really go to the primordial family, to the heavenly court. Uh, and and it's there's no this is not like just a talk because the the first marriage Adam and Eve uh, would happen right away and it's it was uh, sanctified uh by, by by the two attributes right there in eden so the whole the whole concept of marriage comes from eden uh where the two the two attributes fly together this is not coincidental what I so what i'm saying is right on line so when in the heavenly court they sit the two attributes sit now in the heavenly court, they have to confess to each other. So each side now has to consider the other side. No one can 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 no one uh, would, would go all the way to his own way. So they issue the final verdict, that it would be a compromise of both. Each one actually surrenders its power. Uh, that's uh, that's very. That's is kingship here in Hebrew. So the, the, what, uh, but the Adam, what Adam but the other what other meant here. If, of course, of course, he meant more than that. He also meant the other meaning of kingship that I will accept. Uh, I will accept your 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 rule over me and so on. We'll talk about that later on. But here the most primordial message is is uh, the heavenly court which the concession. So now we say the phase that each attribute consult each other is called kinship. Whereas the, the primordial stage, primordial stage where each attribute rule alone without interconversation is called in Kabbalah chaos and now why it's called chaos because uh, uh, now you can see for instance the verse in the beginning uh, in 1st uh, chapter 1, in the beginning Elohim created heaven and earth and the earth was totally chaotic and the spirit of Elohim was over all the water and now suddenly the word chaotic has a different meaning than what you usually use People think that the, the the pshat, the regular meaning, is also true. So, so uh, chaotic. Uh, the world was chaotic, was disorder. So the first thing that we talk about how how the story of creation really fits science, our knowledge about the world, how it created from chaos, big bang, and the, everything was chaotic, and then suddenly the the formation of order. Uh, uh, and then uh, the light, energy, and matter, and uh, the first molecule, simple molecule, water, all that, the, we, we all spoke about it, that aspect. But here is another aspect of the chaos. The chaos actually in Kabbalah means here, I, I don't teach you Kabbalah. I don't talk into, the, into different sphere and all these things. I, I, I use the Kabbalah here only to explain things that the simple text, text that everyone should know. Especially if we come to Rosh Hashanah in our in the services and in in in, in the synagogue of, your, of Friday night and Rosh Hashanah, so this is really things that 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 uh, but the Benei also should build upon those lines if they if they want to if to stay in line with the Jewish people here. So. So now we understand what chaos mean. Chaos is now mean uh, uh, when the Torah said it was in the beginning it created. So before that, uh, the world was in chaos. It means each each uh, at that point there was chaos because each each attribute rule alone. Elohim made his own business, and Hashem was in in his own sphere around in the world, surrounding this sphere, this world. And only later, they come together to consolidate the world on Friday. So now we understood how, how, what it, why calling, calling king. Kingship means the attribute, talk to each other. Now, I continue here and say, when Hashem Elohim heard the new title king, he accepted it. He could he could rejected it, or he could have accepted it, but he did accept it, since every name that Adam gave, the verse says, on that day was the right name, the the right one, the right name that uh, the Creator has intended to. So Hashem Hashem Elokim, the Mother and Father accepted the notion that are not only Creator, is not only a Judge and merciful one, but together they. They they formed now a new thing that's called king, and the kingship it, it, they accepted. How do I know? How do I can prove to you that he accepted it? You know why? Because this is it. This is the Rambam here, and because right away, as we saw earlier, as as soon as he was formed, what does it, what does the verse say? And Hashem Elohim commanded on Adam, saying, from this fruit, from every fruit you can eat, from those from those fruits, from knowledge you don't, you don't eat. People don't pay attention, as the Rabbi did, to the to the fact that uh, uh, the Hashem Elohim commanded on Adam, saying, from this fruit, so the word commanded by Itzav, by, in Hebrew by tzav. Is a very strong superf- word of command, form of command uh, that is look like superfluous here. Why he could say Hashem uh, L'Kim told told Adam from this word you should eat from this from this tree you should eat from me. What is a commandment here? So the extra emphasis on commandment which look like it stands alone in addition to the tree. Yes, he told him not to eat the tree. But in addition, because of the word extra emphasis on commandment, the Ramban took, took from the Midrash, actually, from the Talmud. Of course, everything the Ramban takes, they, almost everything he said, it's, uh, it's only a quotation of the Talmud. So he said that, in uh, uh, effect, What did he command on Adam at that point? Eve was not even here yet. This was before the creation of Eve. So he gave him, he commanded him the sixth commandment idolatry, adultery, bloodshed, theft, injustice, blasphemy. Noah later would add the seventh one. Not eating from the... Uh, uh, blood and uh, flesh. So, here is a, here is the the first manifestation of k- kingship, and this is a proof. This is a, this is actually serve as a, as a proof, And a sign that yeah, the heavenly court accepted the the, the notion of kingship because right away, the order, the de- issue an order. Okay, if you, you, you call me you call me my king, I give you an order. Don't rely on your natural instinct. I give you an order now. Idolatry, adultery, bloodshed, theft, injustice, blasphemy. This is my order. And it also now shared in the committed sin, but now we understand what sin, the the first, the most basic, one of the basic definitions of sin is simply violation of our heavenly king. Command we talking so here is a is a birth of the commandment here is the birth of the concept of sin because what did what do what they do the right away you violated you the, the, tell them not to eat and they go ahead and eat it so what did they violate they violate is law is command it, it commanded them don't eat and they go and eat. So the sin is a simple, uh, the the basic notion of sin, which is the sin is a very complex issue. It deserves is a whole class on its own. And when one day when we when we read the the, the this chapter in depth about the story of a uh, primordial sin, the story of Adam, we, we we analyze, we will analyze as the rabbis say, analyze it. You know what what sin is. because the whole chapter will tell us what sin is but one of the most basic basic level of sin is first of all violating your father and mother in heaven worlds a child a child when he when told don't touch this uh, ivy poison in the garden he doesn't know because you get sick well the child doesn't know what sick is but he <coughs> hear the father and mother telling him don't touch it that's a level that's one level of of, of sin violating your father and mother world. But there is another level, higher level. When the child grows up, now he doesn't listen to the father and mother anymore. Now he would listen to authority. The principal of the school, the, 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 he, is, he is growing up, the mayor of the city, the police, then the, 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 the government telling him, so now the kingship. So now it's a new aspect of, of sin. It goes on as Adam mature more and more, so the concept the concept of sin become more complicated. But this is like the the primordial, primordial understanding of sin is is simply violating your father and mother, and king. Now, we talk about. Let's re, let's repeat where we are. We are, but we, are uh, by, uh, we are, we are dealing now with the name, the new name that Adam called on Mount Moriah. He called his father and mother in heaven, he called them my king. I surrender, it also means I surrender my life to you, but that's another meaning. We'll talk, that's, that's, that what we're here is, because you converse with each other. Nimlach. So, in that, if you look now on the verses again, so the history can be, human history or the world history can be divided into three phases. The, the first phase is run or controlled by Elohim. This is a sixth day, the sixth day creation was Elohim alone. Alone. Consulted nobody and then the second phase is, is the sixth day where we live when Adam accepts the yoke of the kingship of Hashem Elohim as one as a father and mother in heaven but also as a king so the creator is, if he accepting him as a, as a creator as his father and mother in heaven which is a closer relationship creator. the creator, creator is very far aloof Mother and father is a closer concept to me. But then he said, no, I take a, I take a distance. You are, you are not only my father and mother, but you are my king. And you are king because you converse with each other. And you made me with, with your love, your mutual love, your you mutual concession. And the third phase is the, is the Sabbath where Hashem will rule alone. And the king will rest, that's a Sabbath. Elohim will rest. And and, and you have you Hashem, Hashem will rule alone. There will be the Sabbath. It's a different phase of human of the uh, of the, world, of the world. There is a different style of this kingship. So Elohim is a king that it's not the real king, it's really the ruler as a on within calling, the Mamshallah. Memshala is, a, is a, it's not a king, M'Shallah is a ruler. But I put kingship, it's a different color, but it's a tyranny, who we'll rule awesomely alone. In Hebrew, levadoim loch nora. We sing it, every, every child singing in the morning, but it, without understanding what he is saying. So Elohim is awesomely alone, like a tyrant, this is the sixth day, followed by the phase of our life. Which is the era, the true era of kingship, where the attribute rule by consultation. And, and that kingship I have to accept on myself every day, it's a Shema, and uh, to do what Adam did. And the third phase, when when Hashem will rule alone on the Sabbath, will be a glorious king. Who is a glorious king? Hashem. And the world the world is progressing from that tyranny of Elohim, so to speak, to the Sabbath which is the soul of the, the the merciful one. Now of course, uh, the Rosh Hashanah is a day, is a repetition of that story. So Rosh Hashanah, naturally, is a day. Everything I said, uh, explaining what Rosh Hashanah is, is the anniversary of that event. So it starts with, with Elohim ruling alone, when he examined all the creatures of the world passing before him, as we spoke about, uh, uh, on the big judgment. And he examined everyone, he remembers everyone, from the mosquito the up to the man. And and he's uh, judged harshly, so that's the that's the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, and it ends with mercy coming in. And we and we and we all go out to the to the uh, to the uh, river on Rosh Hashanah, and we thrown. we enthroned thrown him. You ask you ask average Jew, they may not understand actually what what is going here. They can give you all kind of explanation but the true explanation is come from here because you are enthroned in fact the whole prayer of Rosh Hashanah is full of coronation enthroning so uh, the first we said each 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 kingship has its own style Elohim is a king who rule awesomely and rules harshly like tyrant, consulting nobody uh, Hashem Elohim is a true area of kingship where the attributes con- consulting each other and so on, I, I mean shame and merciful one is a, you cannot find a human, a human, a merciful one, kingship is depicted, it's so sensitive to, to, to rejection that she will simply fly, if you don't reject her, she won't impose on her, on her, on you, your, rain. reign, she will just fly, if she's angry with you, she will just fly away. She not impose anything on you. That's a different kind of, of kingship. Now here, here I brought you some example of the psalm song of uh, Hashem kingship chanted on the entrance of the Sabbath. You can open up the cedar and you can find all the songs uh, there. So the Sabbath is, is coming. The Friday is over, and the Sabbath, and we sing, we chant in the synagogue. I just give gave you the headline of many of, of the many many psalms that were selected for that event. And uh, Hashem has reigned. He is enclosed with majesty. Hashem has robbed robbed himself his strength the word has been consolidated now you understand every word it won't falter, you understand now why? because the two cherubs flew together and now they, we, are, we are marching towards the Sabbath and here is the, the, the groom, the bride waiting for us your throne has been established since you were here forever well, this is it, this is what, what Adam said and this is what we chant. this is psalm song for the Sabbath or another song O come it says Lo come, let us sing to Hashem let us rejoice before the rock of our salvation for so, Hashem is a great El, and a great king over all Elohim this verse deserves more explanation but again the idea is let us sing let us chant traditionally uh, this is the very word that Adam, Adam said Traditionally, uh, again, you don't take it. You don't have to take it literally. I don't know if Adam really said it or not, but what the rabbi actually was saying here, that those notions are very primordial to the faith, that Adam could have said those words, or maybe he did. If you're fundamentalist, you can say, well, he did. If not, it's just a matter of conveying to you. The importance of, of those words uh, to, to the face that goes back, back, back before Sinai. <coughs> Here is another song. That is a song. Hashem has reigned, let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of idols be glad, and so on. Hashem has reigned, you see. is is now king because we are entering the Sabbath. So our Sabbath is a taste, is a is a is an example what the future Sabbath will be, day of full happiness, of no judgment, no no court is convened, no Sanhedrin is convened, and nobody uh, nobody's executed on Sabbath, nobody's even condemned to execution on Sabbath or holiday. Holiday is the same rule as the Sabbath. And and it's a day of happiness and uh, and uh, and no no war Jews never go to went to war until uh, on Sabbath until uh, uh, the enemies the Roman and Greek learn the secret and they attack them and then the rabbi allowed to do that to stand at least to stand on their the on the life so this is the Sabbath Hashem is waned here is another song Hashem is waned let the people tremble the dweller of the cherubs here it is. The dweller of the cherub, this yud the dweller of the cherub, the, the, the wing that came into the, between the cherubs, let the earth be moved, and so on. Now, let me point to you a notion that sometimes not understood. It's they, uh, remember how Adam called, called uh, uh, his father and mother, or the, uh, uh, the Hashem and the king, he called them my king. Because why? Because you you convene, you 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 converse between you. So it comes out that the vehicle of the kingship is a conversation, is the mouth. So when well, I remember when I learned Kabbalah the first time in my life, I, I wonder what Kabbalah. I ask asked Rabbi Rifkin there in the New Orleans. I said, Kabbalah is. I mean, uh, my, uh, what is kingship? I was waiting to th- to hear a uh, uh, crown, jewelry. Uh, I don't know what kind of symbol, uh, robes or throne. What is the symbol of kingship? So he didn't answer me. He just put his finger in his mouth, and he made a signal. My, my mouth, mouth is kingship. So I scratched my head, and I went home, and I put, took a book, and I started to read the story again. And he looked out to me, what it means. And they did. This is the the, the vehicle of kingship is the mouth, because this is how you issue order. And the order is a common, common order, that's why the, 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 the Malchut, the Kabbalah, the, the Malchut is the lower, it receives it receive all the input from all the other faces of Hashem. It receives it and finally issue a common verdict. So that's the depiction of the heavenly court. So then you see all the diagram there on Kabbalah, don't confuse himself, don't think that this is what Judaism is. What Judaism is here is simply telling you that the one creator has infinite number of, of faces and, and, and attributes. And when he sits and, and judge you uh, all of them converse with each other and they finally uh, uh, give you a final uh, issue. Uh, for instance, take uh, the Jewish Sanhedrin is 70, 70 voices. Why 70 against 70 nations? And the 70 nations are all the children of Adam. So as many as human beings, the idea is as, as, as many as human beings there are, 70 nations, 70, uh, each one of them has his own voice. None of us will have the same aspect. The American and the Cambodian and Chinese will always have different opinions, different answers. And among themselves too. Each individual has his own father. I am my my own child of my own father and mother in heaven. There was never three before me, there were never three after me. I am unique, unique. In a word, because my gene is uh, one time in, in in ever forever. There will never be a repetition. Maybe if say cloning, maybe, but they say even in cloning, it's not exactly the same. So, uh, so each one of us has a different a different setup, and 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 the verdict that we issue from our mouth is different, and uh, and uh, you need seventy nation and you need seventy. Um, uh, seven people in the court to issue let's say a verdict of of, of death uh, death penalty in Judaism cannot be done on one or two judges, not even three judges it can be only 23 but, but mostly 70 and even the 70, 70 must sit in, a, in, in, the, in, in Moriah mountain under the wing of the cherubs if they are not there, they cannot they cannot uh, issue a, a death penalty. And that's what really happened after the destruction of uh, of the temple. Uh, the Jewish court never executed anymore, even issued a verdict of, of, of uh, death. Even before that, they hardly ever did it. But after that, it was completely abolished. And, and the idea is, again, the kingship, uh, the kinship, the common the, 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 the vehicle of kinship is the mouth which sum up, it's the, the bottom of the line, the bottom of all the all the attributes so the kinship is the bottom you see the top of the line is the infinite creator and then he showed up as a, as a judge and then the merciful ones surround everything surround even the judge and then we have other attributes and then we have the father and mother and then we have the kingship. So the kingship actually is, the, is below all the other titles. And the vehicle of kingship is the mouth. Because this is how he, he, they, uh, the heavenly court issue issue the final verdict. Which is a, which is a concession of each power. Uh, surrender its power to the other one in order to come to a commonality. And that's a phenomenon that the heavenly court change, or the heavenly court, just before 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 the advent of man. Now, I, I don't know how much time I have, but I, I want to leave you with a beautiful idea here. Uh, the idea is that uh, yeah, we're all happy that the merciful one is here. Because the merciful one alleviates the punishment. So when the, she sits in the heavenly court, the judge says, "Cut his head off," and the merciful one says, "No, no, you know, just let pay him, uh, let him pay him money." And so then they negate each other, and so on. And So the, it's nice to have the heavenly court in Rosh Hashanah s- setting and sitting and, and coming to our save, to our saving us from the punishment. <laughs> That's why uh, he she is a savior she's saving us from the hardship of the punishment of the of the elohim we, we deserve to be dead, but uh, with the merciful one she, she alleviates the punishment. that's nice to have her around, but on the other hand, on the other hand, her advent adds another aspect to what sin is another aspect so. I'll let you give you an example. When I uh, commit uh, bloodshed, well, I, when I commit bloodshed, I I I violate the king law. He says, "Do not kill," and I kill. Do not murder, and I murder. But <clears throat> I did also some cruel things. So now the merciful one comes and she's around and she look at me so she actually add she actually add a, a, a moral 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 aspect. And my 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 liability actually doubled. Not only I, not only I murdered, but I also enraged the merciful one. I did a cruel thing. Which Elokim wouldn't even consider. Take the next in line, take theft. I steal. Well, I steal, I violate I violate the law of Elohim. He said, do not steal. But if I steal from the poor, or from the orphan, or from the widow, and I commit cruel things, that they have now, the merciful one will be enraged. So it added a liability on my soul. She, 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 she's sitting there on the heavenly court, actually added on my liability. Made it harder to to pass, to pass the judgment the injustice the same thing I can do injustice uh, to to well, for for a little uh, coin, uh, a dollar uh, and in the eyes of king, well he didn't do much only a dollar, but if it's a poor man and I, this is the only dollar he had and I actually took took his meal, meal away oh, I am now facing the merciful one and merciful one uh, will treat me differently. That 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 will play a role in a, in the story of, of Sodom and Gomorrah. You cannot understand the story of Gomorrah without without this background. So again, what I'm saying here, the heavenly court, the heavenly court that uh, has depicted the kingship here. Yes, it's nice. It protects us from from the rough a rough of of the tyrant Elohim. But it add it add the risk of facing now the merciful one. And if we are cruel, if we are evil, if we are evil people, and she hates evil more than anything else, she hates cruelty. So we are facing her, and God forbid! I mean, if you face her anger, if you if you rage her, well, 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 this is the end. You see, Elohim, and Elohim will 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 be. Uh, angry, it can it can bring the flood, but there will be Noach with water. He punishes with water, but if she if she is enraged, well, it is Sodom and Gomorrah. Everything is overturned by fire, and so on. So there is no you. You never enrage uh, a shame a merciful one. So she, on one hand, she help you to get through. Uh, uh, but on the other hand, you increase the reliability. Now I think we are coming to the end of our class today. We talk next week. Uh, I'm going to read this in a minute. The message here. Uh, but uh, next week we still uh, it's, it's a few days before Rosh Hashanah. I think we can still I'll be here at home. We'll go have. So if you wish, we can meet again, and we'll continue our talk that will explain Rosh Hashanah. Now let, let me read. Progressing from tyranny to Sabbath, this many people, when they were younger, see things very black and white, and are more aggressive. But the older they get, more things become more gray, and they become more passive. Uh, there is something in it. I tell you what. The, what the what the uh, in Parshat Noah, in fact, in Noach, uh, that the in Parshat Noah, the Zohar says that uh, 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 on the verse when, when evil, the merciful come and not stand there crying by the ark, but I, as he comes out from the, from the ark he doesn't want to procreate and so on. He, he offered his first sacrifice, so Hashem says to him, because the evil of man is in his youth. And the implication is when man is mat- mature, he will overcome his evil. So that's true. Very true point. So when we mature and the essence here is not only individual when he mature he helps to to, to to overcome evil, but when mankind is mature, uh, there is a promise here that yes we will overcome our cruelty. There is a chance for us to, to win our, our trial. So that's a very good point. Although I may not connect it directly to the idea of the Sabbath, but the maturity of men you can say that as we as we travel on a Friday towards the Sabbath, then mankind mature. We today we are not the same people that we our ancestors were. We already lessened, We already been burned so much with the Holocaust and all kind of holy wars and massacres. So the time of to, to, to time to put the bloodshed aside is come because mankind may be more mature. Any other any other uh, question? Any other point? So uh, I I'd love to see you all really, and you made my evening. Uh, and I hope uh, if you have any question, please uh, reserve for the next class. And we'll continue our line of, of talking about the uh, uh, the idea of kinship and how we uh, how we continue to consult with the angels and then the the wisdom and so on. But will I, I, I try. I picked up a kinship today, especially because it, it, it's the story of Rosh Hashanah. You have a good night, and uh, to all of you, I love you all, and we'll see you. Here